Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open. A little bit of fog out there this morning. 7-Eleven, I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out each and every Wednesday and bringing the council roundup based off of Tuesday evening's council meeting. Last night's meeting went for nearly four hours. There was a chunk of time in the middle of it where uh, there were some uh, technical issues and they uh, they postponed uh, action and debate because the speakers weren't working right. So uh, it was still a long meeting last night. A lot to get to. Uh, we'll talk about it all, I promise, including some uh, citizens addressing the council last night and some reaction from aldermen. Uh, but we have a new alderman last night uh, approved by the city council two weeks after they shot down the idea. Uh, Ward 3, uh, now Alderman Roy Williams Jr. Here's uh, the Alderman uh, before he was uh, selected to be the Alderman last night. I want to, um, you know, thank you for the dialogues that each of us have and the ones who we've had a lot of conversations. And I just uh, request your support and I look forward to working with you. So uh, some of the uh, aldermen that uh, voted against him apparently had good conversation with him and uh, were comfortable moving forward. One, Alderwoman Conley uh, shared her thoughts about uh, her opposition and now how she supports. I just want to thank you for, um, you know, we, we've talked a couple of times now and, you know, obviously I voted no the first time. And, and as I made clear to you, I do intend to vote for you. Um, I was not comfortable with this moving through as an emergency passage because it just felt rushed and I wanted to make sure that that everyone had time to give you the full consideration that that you that you're due. So that full consideration provided and the vote. Aye. Nine ayes and no nays, Mayor. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. So that was unanimous because, of course, uh, there's a vacancy. So you didn't have the full 10 aldermen uh, to vote. You only had nine and it was unanimous. So uh, congratulations to uh, Alderman Roy Williams, Jr., uh, so um, surely we'll be talking with him in the future. Looking forward to those conversations. Uh, moving on, though, last night was also zoning, and I do want to note there was an interesting zoning filing uh, from a, a Tyler Durden uh, corporation, which I don't know if uh, – got to look more into that, but uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Tyler Durden is the uh, fictional character off the movie Fight Club based off the book by Chuck Palahniuk. If you're not familiar with that movie, surely you are. Uh, Tyler Durden is a, a fictitious. So I'm curious. I want to know more about this company. What? <laughs> or are we not supposed to talk about it? Um, meanwhile, uh, moving forward after zoning, they uh, they approved this, that, and the other uh, moving forward. But one measure uh, after zoning uh, was brought up. Uh, and that's something I think we're going to talk more about with uh, the the uh, the city's tourism and uh, convention director, uh, Scott Dahl, who's been behind the scenes working this measure. And it's about that Legacy Point uh, athletic facility. An ordinance authorizing execution of a development agreement between the city of Springfield and Legacy Park Sports LLC for a sports complex for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. So this is not advancing quite yet with last night's full city council meeting. Here's Alderwoman DeCenso. Um, I move to hold this in committee uh, because the developer's agreement still isn't finished. We've been working extremely hard to get this hammered out. Um, we need some resolution, and the developers need some resolution, and we need to move this forward, uh, not just for the developer, but for the sake of the city. 
so I would like to propose that we hold a special city council meeting on March 30th because I will not be here on April 6th for the next city council meeting. So we can hammer this out, get this done, and get this moving forward. So March 30th uh, is a Tuesday. Um, and I got to see here. We got one, two, three, four, five. We got five Tuesdays in March. So are they taking off next week? Huh, that's funny. Because I'm taking off next week too. Hallelujah. Um, all right, so if they, I got to check that uh, to see if they are off Tuesday. Maybe an alderman listening. Are you guys off Tuesday? Just send me a text. You got my number. Uh, uh, so we'll see a, a special city council meeting uh, the 30th to address uh, the Legacy Point um, uh, sports complex uh, uh, developers agreement. So uh, that is something to keep an eye on, and we'll talk more about that with uh, some of those behind-the-scenes actors putting this together and getting all the pieces in the right place. Uh, next ordinance about the uh, use of cannabis tax dollars. Of course, the state sends cannabis tax dollars that the state collects back to a whole host of different funds, including the general fund, uh, including police, uh, including substance abuse programs, including uh, nonprofit groups and select communities, uh, but cities also could have their own tax. So uh, a lot of money in this program, uh, and now aldermen are determining how to best use it. And this program would allow for uh, construction uh, grants for uh, residential and for business. Uh, and those construction grants would have to have some kind of matching component from private dollars. Uh, but uh, Alderman McMiniman asking just a few questions here about other aspects of this program. Someone wants to have some housing rehabilitation. Is is there a requirement that, that one has to be minority for that? No. Okay. So it's just for the business uses that there's a requirement that there be 50% minority? Yes. So uh, if you are a homeowner within a certain uh, section of the, of the city that's uh, deemed to have been impacted by the global war on drugs, then uh, you can tap into this money. Uh, if you're a business owner in this area, you could tap into the money. Uh, but the business has to have a minority owner uh, component to it. Uh, the private uh, residence does not. It's just about physically where it's at. Uh, here is uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, asking some questions. So you have a business that you that, that we can put that money to and let's say they don't qualify what this, we don't have a way to override this. That's my concern with this. And again, I don't know what the, I don't know if anybody would if people would be uh, interested in an amendment that would say, uh, unless otherwise deemed appropriate by the council or, or whatever that legal language would be, but I think that that would be something that, that that way, when we have a situation to come up, we do have the ability to, to allow that, but it would have to come to the council. Alderman Sean Gregory responding a bit. Because there's other needs out there. So as this grows, my plan was to come back and say, okay, we got those two programs. We got $450,000 in them. The new dispensary come on. Let's do something else for them. Let's, let's come up with some other programs. And we, we really need to get to a point, obviously, where we need to let some hanging so we can do things like that. And uh, more from Alderman Sean Gregory about this program. 
you know, for this city, we did something historic. Um, there's only one other city uh, uh, in this state that really tried to use this this funding source to really stay true to the state law intention of helping out um, communities that are impacted uh, the most by the war on drugs. And we did a fabulous job with that um, here in Springfield. So now new alderman uh, Roy Williams Jr. sounded off on this as well. It's important to remember what the intent of uh, the, the statues is about why this even exists. And if we stay within that guy alone, guideline, that should just take care of, of, of your concern about a check on, on the programs or some say on it, because we will be within the state statute. So ultimately, this is going to be operated by, I believe, the, the city's economic development arm, uh, and they will field all of these requests once the application process is opened up, and then they'll dole out the dollars uh, in two different pots of money, I believe, each year. Uh, so you know whether or not it comes in front of the, the city, that's, I guess, what uh, Alderman Hanauer was looking for. Uh, but this is going to be targeted to just a few areas of the city negatively impacted by the war on drugs. And Alderwoman DeCenso uh, had some concerns about opening that up. It's pretty obvious what areas of town need to see development and need to see uh, where this money needs to go to. So um, by opening it up to all 10 wards, I think that defeats the whole purpose of what this, the intent of this ordinance is. So uh, those are just some uh, issues happening up front with the uh, uh, approval of Roy Williams Jr. and then a couple of other measures that were brought up and approved. But coming back, uh, we're going to get into a a lengthy debate about paid time for uh, mothers and fathers who uh, welcome a new baby into the world Uh, and a lot of passion in that. Then we'll also get into some citizens addressing the council and more. It's all on the way here with the council roundup. Nearly four-hour meeting last night. The council roundup brought to you buy head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west all right with five tuesdays in the month of march they are indeed taking next tuesday off but we'll have a special city council meeting march 30th to deal with the uh, legacy point uh, sports complex proposal uh, 726 in the capital city i'm greg bishop city council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west so last night, a uh, lengthy debate about paid time off for new mothers and fathers. And this is an initiative uh, from Alderwoman Conley. You'll definitely hear from her coming up. But uh, Alderman McMiniman uh, seeming to lead the opposition to this idea. Uh, here's uh, some of his comments. So I have a question for Mr. Cousin. Oh, wait, that's, uh, that's Alderman Redpath. My apologies. So I have a question for Mr. Cousin. So when people run out of sick time and benefit time, uh, isn't our our policy that we award them up to 30 days that they can use and pay back over time? Uh, Police contract, for example, you can uh, advance their sick time. We could probably look at that as well. That's the only one that provides for it specifically. We do also allow for benefit time donations, and it's rare that our employees take leave without pay. So uh, you do have this debate about how much uh, of a benefit should there be provided, uh, especially if there are other time off uh, provisions in the employment agreements. Uh, And we'll also hear a debate about whether or not this is something that should be uh, set by the city. And as far as an ordinance or if it should be part of collective bargaining. Uh, Here is uh, Alderman. this was passed by the city council. Now it's part of our rules. It's part of our, our bargaining unit. And not, not, we're, not no, we're not negotiating it, so we haven't bargained for it. But they're still going to scream, we, this is part of our benefits that you're taking away from us. 
and that's what's going to happen. More from uh, the alderman. He actually wants uh, some action from the mayor if this thing passes. And for anybody to think that this is not going to affect our overtime, you're dreaming. I'm telling you right now, you're dreaming. If this vote's probably going to pass six to four, and if it does, I encourage the mayor to veto it because it's not right for the city of Springfield. They should be at the bargaining table talking about this. This is the second year in a row this union has come to this city council and tried to bargain on the floor. This is the second time. It's ridiculous. They should be at the table. So we'll hear uh, from the proponents of this, uh, and especially in reaction to that, that uh, Alderman Redpath saying that this seems to be the union trying to circumvent the bargaining process and going straight to the alderman to make that policy uh, instead of it being an issue that's discussed and bargained. Uh, so we'll hear from uh, Alderwoman Conley. We'll hear from Alderman Gregory, Alderman Williams, uh, Alderwoman DeCenso, Alderman McMiniman, Budget Director McCarty. Uh, so many more. Uh, long debate on this last night, so we'll get to that coming up. Plus, some citizens addressing the council. Uh, we'll uh, add some of those uh, thoughts to the uh, to the mix as well from a nearly four-hour-long council meeting last night. It is the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Starting the debate last night on paid maternity and paternity leave. For city employees, this would make it a citywide policy for all employees. Uh, but it's an initiative that uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath highlighted comes from the AFSME union. This is the second year in a row this union has come to this city council and tried to bargain on the floor. It's the second time. It's ridiculous. They should be at the table. Alderwoman Conley reacting uh, to that because uh, she's one of the major proponents of this measure, uh, saying that uh, this isn't just a union issue is because it is not a union issue. It is an employment issue, and it's a matter that should be applied to all of our employees. State of Illinois offers 10 weeks now. State of Illinois is a joke. Yes, they are. Okay. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but uh, she did get into a variety of other things, uh, including conversations with the budget director, which we'll hear in a moment. You can, you can come in and you can work, or you can come in and feel respected and valued mm -hmm. and part of something that needs to succeed. This is our chance to say we want you to be part of something better, and we value you, and we want you to work for us. So they got Budget Director McCarty up there, who apparently put together a document showing how much this will ultimately cost if it passes, and a breakdown of all the other benefits that are available and accumulated sick time and uh, you know transferring days or borrowing days and so on, different types of benefits that are offered. Uh, but here is uh, the Budget Director. Five, five years, someone could accumulate an awful lot of time. In just two years, though, someone can accumulate roughly 50 days. Right. In that, and what that happens if that person... See, here's the problem, though, that you're, you're bringing this attitude of they're accruing time. People get sick. Children get sick. So what we're saying is either you come into work, no matter how you're feeling, or... You don't have as much time to spend with a new child, a new addition to your family. And I think that's an inappropriate position to take. McCarty continues. All, all we were trying to say in the data is the data doesn't support your thesis. That's all we were saying. And we pulled everyone support? from last year. Not one person took unpaid time off, time off, 35 people. They all took paid benefit time off. The average was 40 days. So uh, he, he provided more information to Alderman uh, and talking back and forth with others, but Alderwoman Connolly uh, sharing her thoughts. 
My point, my thesis that this does support is that people should not have to choose between taking sick time and having time to spend with a new family member. I understand. That's the bare bones basics. Right. So that's great. People save their money, their time. I'd like to know how many people come to work and were not feeling well or did not get to have vacation time. Especially our, especially our employees who are in a high risk, high stress positions. I'd like to know that our police and fire can take a break every now and then. Well, I mean, but paternity leave's not taking a break every now and then. Um, they have vacation time. They have sick time. Uh, paternity leave could be uh, using sick time. And that's the argument from, you know, the, the opponents of this, of expanding this, is there's enough benefits out there to allow for uh, people not to get burned out. Uh, and uh, people not to, it sometimes, listen, sometimes people won't take it. Uh, because they want to be able to get the payout at the end of cashing in sick time, or uh, they don't take it because they're eyeing getting overtime. So it can be abused as well, and I think that there needs to be that recognition, uh, and some are trying to highlight some of those things. But there's also the need for the recognition of the uh, importance of having fathers be included in this time off, because it's not just the mother, of course. They go through the brunt of childbirth, obviously, uh, but it's the father as well uh, who needs to be there. And I think Alderwoman DeCenso made her point clear there i probably would have died i mean that's how much help i needed i didn't change a diaper till he went back to work and he was so bonded to his son that i wasn't sure i was even invited to the party and that's that's how it should be i mean to devalue fathers is i mean you men should be insulted you're you're an important part of the family we we want you there we want your help I don't want to, I mean, much longer after that, but I, we, we, want, we want your help. We want you there. It's, it's necessary for fathers to be there, too. Alderman Sean Gregory sounding off on this. But I can understand why we need to be there for those things, and I think this is a good benefit. I understand we got some time off and stuff, um, but us young guys, unfortunately, we, we take some time off and get sick, and, you know, then we have babies, and, you know, we need to probably be there a little more than what we do. Um, so I plan on supporting this. Alderman Miniman chiming in on this and uh, praising Budget Director McCarty for the documentation he put together. It is the best fiscal analysis I've seen in 10 years. You really dug into the numbers, and I'm not going to read from it. It's three pages, but I thought it was penetrating and convincing that we have a range of benefits which we give our employees that the private sector wishes they had. McMiniman also kind of reiterating what uh, Alderman Redpath urged the mayor to do with uh, issuing a veto if this thing passes. If I have to vote no tonight, it's because I'm hoping that the no's prevail and we can bring this back and consider a set of rules that we can all live with. And uh, Mr. Mayor, I hope that if you have to veto what you do, so they, it forces it back to the council for uh, Senate through the Committee of the Whole, and let's get a ordinance that we can all live with and we can all vote yes to. New Alderman uh, Roy Williams sounding off as well on this measure. Some form of it, uh, at least some form of it, should have already been in place. That is 2021, and we don't have a... a a paternity, maternity type leave process. Uh, I just think we're behind the ball on this. So I'm in support of this. 
So the conversation, again, is about offering up uh, a set number of weeks for maternity and paternity leave for City of Springfield workers. Uh, and you have Alderwoman DeCenso jumping back in to share more of her thoughts. And two aldermen have already talked about vetoing it. So it sounds like there's a plan in place to, to veto this if it passes, which is shameful. This is a, you know, this is a... I don't think I've ever heard that around this horseshoe before. Before we even take a vote on something we've already approved, the the amendment for, the uh, appropriation for, and two aldermen have already said, veto, veto. So. I guess it's a good thing they can't veto. <laughs> the mayor is the one that could veto. Will he? Uh, unclear. Of course, we'll get to the uh, outcome of the vote here in a bit. But Alderman Proctor uh, taking Budget Director McCarty to, pat, to task here. Well, I like you. I think I respect you. You know, I get numbers from you. I appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. But the way we're – and when you told Alderwoman Connolly to excuse me to basically interrupt her line of questioning, it kind of threw me off because – we're the ones that get up here elected to ask these questions, and that's why we are asking these questions, because mm-hmm. we're trying to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And so when we have staff that basically shuts us down, it, it doesn't allow us our train of thought to continue to where we want to get to the goal of making a decision. He continued to talk about uh, the importance of, uh, you know, having policy set by the city and not by staff. But when you say your your thesis or your premise for this is wrong or, or, or whatever the phrase was, that kind of basically is advocating against policy. It's not giving a number. It's staying an opinion. And so, well, it depends on your de- data, your no, interpretation, it, right? But there's still, I don't, I don't want to get into semantics. Right. We, I've, I've made my piece, you know, on this, but I understand. So ultimately, uh, Proctor doesn't like uh, McCarty getting up there as a staff and giving his opinion, but he, he's the budget director, and you know, the 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 mayor if uh, wants to rein in that, then you know, that's the mayor's prerogative. But of course, it's also the prerogative of the aldermen to uh, share their thoughts about that type of behavior. Uh, alderman Hanauer jumping into this as well. But you got people, you got the you got the people that use the sick day, the day they get them, the day after they get them. I gar- I don't know how many we got of those, but we get we have those. So uh, other issues here uh, that uh, that have been raised, of course, uh, by Alderman Hanauer just includes, uh, you know, the the uh, overall debate uh, and whether this is something that's affordable. I think that, you know, um, it's it's apparent that that the votes are there for passage. I mean, we might as well. Let's let's get to the vote. We got other other issues to deal with. So I think the term that the alderman was looking for was called the question, but he didn't say that, so the question wasn't called. Gave the opportunity for Alderman McMiniman to jump back in. You know, I'm not um, disgraceful about discussing the veto because that's out in the open. You know, that should be out in the open, a discussion out in the open. And what a veto does, it provides checks and balances between the executive branch and the legislative branch, and a veto can cause a proposal to come back in a better form because it it does you hate to force compromise but it can bring about compromise so will we see that happen Uh, i'm gonna have to ask the mayor that uh, maybe we can uh, get some clarity on what his steps are going to be because ultimately it did pass but there's still more debate to be had veto and by the way as far as what's disgraceful this is going to get a lot of people riled up here. Oh, boy. But I know AFSCME has been working on this for two years. <laughs> 
anytime uh, Alderman McMiniman says he's going to get some people riled up here, uh, you can you can bet your bottom dollar it's going to happen. So here he is. When now they're all going to get upset about this. When aldermen take that money from special interest groups, the, the general interest has got to prevail. And so I think that can be a disgraceful situation. And everyone is going to deny that money influences their vote, but it's human nature to be influenced by those that give you a gift. So uh, I said shameful, not disgraceful. <laughs> Good to have that clarity. Uh, more from Alderman McMiniman. Is because it doesn't matter. If or that's uh, Alderwoman Conley. My apologies. Is because it doesn't matter if you're union. It doesn't matter what union you're in. Our civil service employees, how long has it been since they've gotten raises? Let's give something back to the people who do the work for this city. And I'd like to call the question. So, uh, Alderman Han- Hanauer, uh, that's how you're supposed to uh, you know, force the vote is you call the question. Uh, and that's what Alderwoman uh, Conley did. So they ended up voting for it. And uh, the outcome of the vote? Six ayes and four noes, Mayor. And it passes. Uh, so we have that now uh, heading to the mayor for a signature or a veto. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so uh, interesting to see uh, the debates, how it uh, played out and all the arguments. Uh, and it's a, a policy. You know, it's a, it's a change that some private companies do offer. Others don't. Uh, and a lot of public sector uh, starting to move that way. But this is something that if you have uh, collective bargaining and you uphold collective bargaining so much, should this be something that's part of that benefits package, or should we now just say done with collective bargaining, uh, get rid of it, and uh, you know have all these things set by policy? Uh, so which which is it going to be? I think that's an an important debate to be had while we're having all of these discussions about benefits and perks and you know uh, retirement benefits and whatnot. All right, uh, last night also you had citizens address the council uh, and it got pretty passionate as well, especially with a uh, former firefighter addressing the council. Uh, Philip Harris got up uh, to talk about uh, the more than one million dollars in cuts and he uh, had an impassioned plea and talked about uh, how important it is for saving lives. Don't allow diminished funding to cause layoffs among our Springfield firefighters, which will then in turn exponentially increase risk. So Mayor uh, Langfelder fired back. There's not going to be any layoffs because I said that. I directed uh, Chief Blau. Uh, nobody is to be laid off, so that should put that to rest. And he continued on. So that's the challenge above uh, or before us, is how do we transform fire department personnel and facilities and equipment to protect all our citizenry. And Alderman Hanauer reacting to the impassioned plea from the former uh, firefighter who's retired. Uh, and uh, he said, listen, uh, there's going to have to be uh, cuts made. Uh, they're going to have to address cuts to the fire department, uh, as has been the case for other departments within the city of Springfield. This day and age, or otherwise, in a few years, when we're, there, the cuts could be really bad. And I mean really bad. Police departments cut. Public works is cut to the bone. All the other departments have cut. But the fire department has not cut. So, uh, you, of course, have that debate ongoing. Uh, and there was even an element there uh, that uh, Alderman McMiniman talked about when it comes to uh, unfair 
bargaining practices, unfair labor practices, uh, and the types of messages that could be sent and, and by unions or by elected officials. So it, it, this, this issue is not going to go away. I think there's a constant, um, a constant conflict between labor and employer. Uh, it's not just with uh, the, the, the private sector. It's also with the public sector as well, uh, and the employers being you the taxpayer uh not the mayor uh so we got now here another uh individual addressing the council here's gary pierce uh talking about the violence in city springfield um what's wrong why come we can't try some innovative ideas why do we want to keep sinking money into those same things that are not doing anything they're not if they were doing he went on to talk about uh, how how he thinks that uh, you know there are some fresh ideas that need to be heard and implemented. I challenge the city council. I challenge you, mayor, to uh, watch those groups. See if they're doing what they're supposed to do. See if the numbers decrease. See if they're changing that type of environment, that violent environment. See if they're using things like conflict resolution, problem-solving skills. Things like that, things of those natures that keep people from immediately wanting to fight and go to guns. So Alderman Gregory, after hearing that, uh, he fired back and said, listen, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk, but there's got to be action. What we need in our community is for everybody to stop coming up here and talking about it and go help these programs. If you have some experience, Damien got a program back there, help them. See, what we do is when all this, this money comes down, everybody want to fight for the money instead of going to help everybody. Because the guys that shoot are not coming to your program. They're not, or nobody else's program. They're not. The way that it has to be solved is by people like me and everybody else from the community who have influence on these guys to settle them down, like we have. And we're trying, but it's not perfect. They have to. So what I'm saying is, is that we have to go help these programs. If we got so much experience and we're this and we're that, then go help them. That's your council roundup, nearly four hours. Oh, boy. Uh, right here on WMAY. Council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Downtown location now open.